Welcome to the Chelsea Fancast preview show. That's right, it's seven o'clock on a Friday, which can mean only one thing, that we are back to have a little chew of the fat of what's gone on this week and look ahead to this weekend. It'll be the Leeds game, of course. So there we go. I'm very much looking forward to that. Uh, 16 years since we played that lot in the league, but more of that later. Now, who have I got with me? Well, you must be amazed to know that I have with me Mr. Jonathan Kidd. It's it's rare, isn't it? Who knew? Yeah, who would I have know. thought? I know, yeah. Bizarro. Anyway, lovely to see you. You well? You too, yeah, thank you. But I'm a bit, I've got a bit of a sniffle, actually. Oh, no! Yeah, yeah. Got got in the way of me voicing today, oh, but no. I've got lots of strepsils and lots of, uh, lots of um, you know, lemsip. You know what I mean? You poor old thing. Um, yeah. I shall bear that in mind. I shall bear that in mind and try and no, be gentle with you. I may have to go and lie down halfway through, okay. but you know, that'll be no problem. It's only an hour show. You'll be all right. You'll make it. Uh, yeah, I've also got, of course, uh, the the third member. We always have three people, uh, three fan casters on the Friday night show, and we've got the lovely Dan Silver with us. Good evening, all. The third wheel. The third wheel, yes. Yeah. Watch your scratchy mic, Dan. Just just uh, a, a, bit of, a, bit of a word in your shell, like, as it were. Uh, are you well? you all right? Yeah, very good. Very good. It's Friday. Football's on tomorrow. Very yeah. excited. All good. All good. Yeah. All right. Now, uh, last but by no means least, uh, we, we, you know, as you know, we like to have somebody from the fourth estate with us. That's right, isn't it, Ollie? It's the fourth estate, the press. Fourth, fourth estate, yeah. I it think is. that sounds about right. There you go. Not fourth <laughs> division, though. Your top Not division, fourth mate. Division, thanks. Appreciate Definitely that. right. Always, <laughs> Ollie, always lovely to see you on the show joining us on a Friday or a Monday for that matter. So, uh, Good to have you on board. Now, let's get straight into it, actually. It, it seems like a week for Ollies this week. Um, <laughs> I have to say, when I saw the team sheet for the Severe match, I didn't, I didn't have a meltdown. There was no shitting of the nappy, certainly publicly on Twitter, but I was a bit worried, I have to say, because he was definitely putting out a B team, nine changes and all of that. But before we get into how, and I thought the team did really well, but we'll get into that later. I mean, we cannot start anywhere in this show tonight without talking about Oli Giroud for, fan, well, I mean, the penalty was, actually, the penalty was really good as well. But the hat-trick, perfect hat-trick, left foot, right foot, header, they were all superb goals. I mean, I mean I'm going to bore you all stupid with a bit of stats. You know me, I don't like stats. But when it's something like this, I just get well excited, but... First player to score four goals in a single Champions League since uh, match since Cristiano Ronaldo did it for Real Madrid in 2015. Um, of course, he's the first Chelsea player to score four goals since Frank Lampard in in, in March 2010 against Villa. Um, he's the he's now Derby. Derby. No, it's Aston Villa. That's so what sorry. that's what my facts say. Uh, okay. he, they could be wrong. I, mean, I probably Ollie. got them from Wikipedia, so you know. No, you're right, Chidge. It was Villa. Thank you, Dan. Thank you, Dan. Yeah, rely on Dan. Dan knows. Anyway, uh, he's the fifth. He's fifth on the all-time goalscorers list for Chelsea in European competition. He's the oldest player to score a hat trick in the Champions League European Cup since Frank Pushkas. Bloody hell! He's now scored 28 goals in 50 starts for Chelsea. Only Kerry, Jimmy Floyd, Hasselbank, and Ida have scored more since the 80s. Uh, he's only he's one of 15 players to score four goals in the Champions League. He's in, in the company of people like uh, Marco van Basten, uh, Ruud van Nisseroy, Shevchenko, Messi, uh, Lewandowski, Ibrahimovic, Ronaldo. I mean, I, I I love him for his beard anyway, Ollie. But what a performance! Yeah, I'm I'm always envious of his beard. Yeah, I, I have beard him, envy with Ollie too. Just, mine just keeps getting gingery. Too much grey in mine, mate. You should you should be so lucky. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think we all. It's one of those, he's one of those players, isn't he? That he is massively appreciated by the fans he plays for, and, and massively underrated a lot of the times for those who don't see him week to week. I mean, at Arsenal, he was you know I know a lot of Arsenal fans weren't happy that they they let him go, and um, you know a lot of Chelsea fans now are not wanting to go anywhere in January for sure. I mean, he's just he's a class act, and I think Lampard has spoken about it several times about how professional he is, and I think that's just what it went to show. It wasn't just his goals as well; he was excellent all round. I know Sevilla made a few changes and they weren't at their best and they had a, you know, a rookie goalkeeper, but I don't think the goalkeeper could have done anything about any of those goals. I think he's just, you know, he's just the, the ultimate professional and the class in which, especially that second goal he took and just the calmness where a young striker, you know, you know, it's hard to say, but maybe an Abraham might have snapped at it or careful, tried, careful. To shoot, tried to <laughs> shoot too early, but he just took his time, knew what he was doing, chipped it over the keeper and that's it. And then, 
the other side as well, and I saw a lot of fans on social media, you know, you saw the chances missed against Spurs mm. in those heading situations that Abraham didn't, you know, make the most of. And they weren't the easiest, but they were still chances that Giroud kind of proved that if he was there, he might have finished them. Yeah, the guy's a class act. He's absolutely quality. And I think Lampard knows that he has to keep him in January. I think that it's just about persuading him and, and also Deschamps as well, just to keep him off the back of pushing him towards an exit. I think uh, there was some encouraging news from what I understand. I only saw it obliquely on Twitter, but apparently he said something along the lines of, you know, he pretty much wants to stay, wants to win trophies with Chelsea. So fingers crossed. JK, um, you... isn't he under contract? Hasn't he got a contract? Yes. Can't keep him regardless. I mean, yeah. I think it probably oh, runs out in the summer, doesn't it, Ollie? Yeah. yeah, it runs out in the summer and he can start talking to clubs as well in January. I mean, it's just one of those things that the, the one talk was whether they would reward him with a deal. If they wasn't going to get played at all, it would be, be about him getting his chance to go somewhere else to play football so right, that he could right, get into right. the Euros team more than anything else. But now I think that Lampard, and, you know, Lampard's always said he wants to keep him. I think that it would be really pretty stupid to let him go I have to say I think he's mm. uh, underused a lot of the time and also just gives you something completely different mm. yeah, um, I, I agree completely Chich about the, the him, him, him uh, I'm sorry with you Ollie about him scoring against um, um, good Dan's asleep look at that there oh, um, yeah, just, he's like, socially relaxed <laughs> socially relaxed mate Friday night but leave him, him alone yes true it's true about uh, scoring against uh, Spurs because I think I think he would He'd have he'd made contact with both of the, all those crosses that were coming in. And uh, and I still don't understand why Frank took um, Zayesh, as he's pronounced, Zayesh, uh, as he pronounced his name, uh, off in that game as well, just as Giroud came on. I mean, it, it's, it, it's, it's absolutely obvious to me that he is a complete class act. And uh, if, there's, if the... Um, it isn't necessary that the team around him needs to be that great because he seems to be able to score from from anywhere at the moment. And and I, I'm I've doubted him in the past. I thought he's been a bit you know um, wearing his diver's boots from time to time when he's come on as a sub. But uh, and I've 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 been rude about him when he scored goals and just in the Europa League and said, well, he's playing against a pub team. But um, uh, the goal he scored the other day against um, uh, um, Ren was completely phenomenal. And these four goals were were absolutely well apart from the penalty obviously but absolutely brilliant and he clearly is a complete class act and and as you say we've been underusing him and i i i would he was brilliant in the everton game before the lockdown if you remember when we appeared to find a combination that seemed to work he was brilliant uh, brilliant for yeah. month a few months before that because he, he was effectively he? Yeah, forced tammy well, out hadn't he it, well indeed but i so therefore I, I mean i'm afraid i wouldn't play tammy again uh, and uh, whatever I, I, uh, no, never, ever, never, ever, <laughs> ever. That's it. I would just give. Well, no, no. I, I would, would play so, Tammy I mean, Willett. Well, given the situation, was he thirty-four? I would just keep on playing him, you know, or have him as the second. I don't. Strike. I don't. I mean, Jonathan, it's a serious point actually. And as always, you're, yeah. the, you're the genius of the otherwise no-brain outfit of this show. But that's a great segue into the next point about him starting on Saturday. And I think the only. The only reason that you wouldn't be starting Giroud every week is the fact that he is 34. 34, yeah. You know, and he probably doesn't have the legs in him to play every week. But here's the question, mate. Should he start on Saturday? Uh, yes, absolutely. Absolutely definitely. for you, yeah. Oh, definitely. But, um, that was a fun, let's, let's be absolutely frank about this. It was a phenomenal performance. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we're not where we're it's one, of, it's one of the best performances I've ever seen from a Chelsea striker. So you just go, OK, well, he can't. He can't put him on the bench, surely. Dan. Surely. I mean, but then the other other argument is, why isn't Werner playing centre-forward anyway? Well, but well we're, that's, that's we're into another, a different another question ball. for another yeah. show. Uh, yeah. Dan, Dan, Giroud. Yeah, I mean, there isn't much more to say that the boys haven't really covered. I think he's exceptionally well-liked. I don't think anyone saw it off the game. Um, he and Tammy shared a really lovely Oh, wonderful. Embrace. That was a wonderful nice, moment. Dan. Yeah. Absolutely agree. Really enjoyed that. I thought, yeah. Oh, I, I think actually what ha happened then, Dan, was that Jonathan had kind of messaged Giroud, okay, just before that happened, because I know yeah. Jonathan's got contacts in low places. Yeah, and actually sure. what really happened was that Giroud was saying, Jonathan says that you should never, ever play again, ever. Yeah. Well, that's how to score goals. <laughs> No, I don't think he will. Really? I, I think, okay. Well, the reason being that the way Leeds play, we need real pace up front. And I think you'll probably see Timo playing up front. Because I think you know, the, way, the way they press high up the pitch, 
we you know recover the ball from the low block and get the ball over the top. I think Timo is going to score, and I think you have, I think you'll probably see Pulisic, Ziyech, and um, Timo start as a front three because wow. all that that pace. I don't I don't think he's suited for Leeds. I think he's a sort of game with maybe well, like West Brom or something like that who've got a very defensive setup. You know that's where we'll play. And also, I don't, I don't think he's got his legs. To play another ninety minutes after Wednesday. Yeah, well, that, that's that, that's more my concern. I have to say that Leeds are very. Well, we'll get into this later, but they're pretty dodgy aerially. So actually, having somebody who can head in the crosses that James and Chilwell put in might be a good idea. Ollie, very quickly, do you think you'll start? But more to the point, we should also, I think, applaud the fact that the B team really stepped up. I mean, this is you know this is a huge result. I think because Sevilla have only lost once at home in the <laughs> European competitions, and that was to, uh, to an English side, and that was City. Yeah, I mean, Sevilla made a few changes. Obviously, they had some issues, but I do think that they. Um, I think it's a big, it's a big result for the bigger picture, more than just actually that game as a whole. I think the fact you can make nine changes and win so comfortably. You look at the nine changes; all of them were either internationals, current internationals, or former internationals. Mm. I mean, we say it's a B team, but a lot of those players would get into a lot of Premier League teams. So I do think that actually, for the bigger picture, you know, it's really quite impressive. Um, and actually a good sign of what's to come because, you know, if you want to fight on all three fronts, if you want to get deep in the Champions League, if you want to get deep in the Premier League and go, you know, into the FA Cup final, you have to have a a good all-round squad. And there's no doubt, I think that result showed that they have that. And that's that's the real step up. On Giroud, I kind of, I do agree with Dan. I think he Mm. deserves to start and it's hard to take out a guy who's just scored four goals. But I do think against the lead side where you're probably going to hit them more on the counter-attack rather than, you know, them just sitting back and letting you have all the possession. I do think that, as Dan said, it could be interesting to see that Pulisic, Werner and uh, Ziyech, Parnasic up top. See if he chooses that. You see, yeah. what I loved about it was the fact that, that all of the, the changes played the 4-3-3 really, really competently. Yeah. So they've all been playing that, obviously. Mm. And, yeah. and they, they were all up to the, up they, to the mark. They all look like they had a point to prove. Even Emerson, you know, Emerson. Guy that, yeah, exactly. Yeah, a guy, you know, he he really impressed, and and oh. it's quite, it's quite clear now that he's the backup. I mean, Alonso. If anyone's going to go in January in that left back position, it's going to be Alonso. Yeah. I think. Yeah. I think that's pretty much. Nailed I think Marcus cooked his goose with Frank, didn't he, Dan? Yes. Well, I think I think the huge difference was the goalkeeper because you know you know it was it was a, it was a B team back four, really good Christensen. You know, really good spraying the ball around. Christensen looked very good. I mean, they 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 really kept kept Sevilla down to very few shots. You've got a competent goalkeeper, then you've got you know yeah. international defenders. Makes all the difference. I, yeah. you know, I thought Christensen looked really solid. Really good, looked solid. Uh, Aspi is always going to give you seven, eight out of ten. Emerson was thought, a revelation. Emerson was great. Yeah. I mean, you think that's our you know. You know, as as Ollie was saying, you know, like the old days of Jose, you had one for every position, two for every position. Yeah. We've got that. We, you know, we beat. Okay, yes, it was an average Seville side, but it wasn't a first choice Chelsea side. Yeah. We put on a really good performance. I think the squad depth is phenomenal. Yeah. Laid for down us a now. marker, I reckon. Yeah. All right, let's move it on to the big event um, uh, this weekend, which uh, for Jonathan, I know for an absolute fact, for me, not quite cl- you know close enough to Jonathan in the respect and I think Dan certainly but for our generation this is massive because Leeds are public enemy number one as far as we're concerned aren't they Jonathan this is huge I mean how big is the Leeds rivalry do you think still only amongst people of a certain age so it's like otherwise... a geriatric rivalry yeah exactly because it's for it's Tottenham everybody else thinks is the rival now and although fact, that started around the same time oddly well, I, yeah, but not in the same level because t- Tottenham weren't didn't compete in the same way. Sixty seven was really the start of the Tottenham rivalry, I think. You Whereas Leeds, Leeds was about sixty. You mean from yeah, yeah, from Frank Saul and uh, Jimmy Robertson scoring in the cup final? Yeah, yeah, but there was Ag there as well, mate. I mean, it, it was really you know I think that's where that's basically where the Spurs uh, Chelsea rivalry started. Leeds was a few years before that. It was when they were both in the second division. You'll know. You were probably there, mate. I mean, in my extensive huge notes, basically nicked off Rick Glanville on the uh, pre-match briefing on the website, oh, but well you. worth a read. It's Rick's birthday during the week. Yes, happy it was. Birthday. Happy birthday. I did wish him happy birthday, but we can do so again. But yeah, they were competing to get out of Division 2 in 63. And then, and then they were competing at the top of the table in '65, and they were kicking lumps out of each other. Then Johnny Hollins—that's when he coined the term "dirty leads." They had Albert Johansson playing for them, one they of did. the first black wingers to play. Yeah. He was playing on the wing, and they had the centre forward was was Trevor Peacock, 
How have I remembered these bizarre things? Um, uh, but yeah, no, but yes, all right, yeah, but not, but but um, um, uh, uh, no, sorry, we were talking about spuds, weren't we? Um, but no, no, um, uh, yeah, you you was you sorry, I've gone off into into Leeds world, but no, for me as a we're talking as about a, Leeds as a kid, uh, uh, Spurs didn't come into it. Mm. There was no comparison because it, it just seemed to be a complete scrap all the same every time they were on the pitch together. So uh, um, uh, and and they they were their attitude towards the game just appeared to be one of of let's win it by foul means even though they had the abilities to uh um to beat practically every team they played against because you know revy was actually a decent manager um other than his his i suppose he had a very almost modern um cynical view he almost had a let's you know let's win by by any form of of application of uh let's get let's sail near to the as, as near to the the laws as possible but um no i was i you know i i as i say i can't even play your your scourgeous game can i i can't i can't bear to give leads the possibility <laughs> true, they might win I don't, I, 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 I don't ever do it I've this, is why J- this is the reason why jk is although you're not the bottom of the league anymore you've gone up one place but well, have i oh good but I it's one of the reasons I'm, because yeah. i have so many prejudices yeah. i can't possibly allow <laughs> I can't, in the same way that I won't let Fulham win, despite know, loving them. I, I love them. I, I just know. don't think they're any good. Dan, so, I mean, it's, it's Dan, that view. Dan, yeah. just, just quickly, um, you know, because you, you, know, you, you turned up a lot later than JK. And I, I mean, I know JK, is, that, that's his number one hate team, but it was pretty spicy, you know, in, in, the, in the 80s, really, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. I mean, my dad always went on about how much he hated Leeds because, weirdly, his, his best friend's a massive Leeds United fan, so, you know... They'd always have arguments about football. I remember when one Christmas he got us the 1970 Cup final videos to watch on, mm. on Boxing Day. He watched them back to back, and it was he still he still says the bastard bit my blood bowl still <laughs> <laughs> bloody Billy Brenner and mm. all those players. So no, I, I definitely got the Leeds hatred passed down to me. Yeah. And when they went, you know, tits up, and you know, we dropped like a stone to like you know League League One, oh, League I Two. It. We, I loved we were, it. I loved it. Rubbing your hands with glee. I mean, it's brilliant, isn't it? I mean, I, I, I mean, I remember we were saying this last season that we all really hoped they'd come back up because the chance to to play them again would be brilliant. I mean, we haven't played them for sixteen years, and uh, sadly, it's a bit like the old apocryphal Dennis Law goal sending United down. We didn't really send them down; they were already down when we played them. Renieri's last match, of course, I was there in Gate Seventeen. Uh, so that yeah, two thousand and four, Dan. It was def- yeah. May the fifteenth. Yeah. Definitely Ranieri's no, last right. match. Because uh, I remember we all gave Ranieri a big send off. Yes, I mean, oh, yeah, yeah. Two 0 was two nil. Well, you did. One I nil. didn't. Well, you, yeah, but you're, yeah. you're Mr. Contrarian, aren't you? Anyway, Ollie, um, bring you in a second because, of course, the other major thing about uh, tomorrow, other than welcoming back one of our biggest rivals uh, for the first time in sixteen years, we're welcoming welcoming back two thousand supporters for the first time since uh, February. So. Uh, which is wonderful news. The thing that occurred, I mean, we've done it to death and, you know, I pinged a bloody article moaning about it this week. But um, the one thing that I haven't thought about until now was I wonder, and I wonder what you think about this, because you've been in the stadium while while there's been nobody in there. Do you think it will make a a positive difference to Chelsea having 2,000 supporters in the stadium tomorrow? Yeah, I think it will. I think, um, you know, it's the first step to having some normality back, isn't it? I think there, there will be a, a slight appreciation. I mean, I think we've all seen, I mean, it's, it's quite obvious that away teams now have, um, you know, there hasn't been the edge of, of having the, those fans. So away teams have had it slightly easier. I think it will, you know, it's not going to have, I don't think the biggest effect ever, but I think that there will be, and I do think this is something that Lampard will drill into his side ahead of the game as well, that, you know, this is a big moment. This is a, a huge moment for Chelsea fans and, for fans around the country, really having supporters back, uh, even if it is a small amount, you know, two thousand and forty odd thousand a stadium, you know, it's just having that that sense that, you know, how much it does mean to to fans to be back in the stadium. I think we spoke about it a couple of weeks ago, Chid. You know, it was that the idea of, you know, as you, we were a bit tired, but then you knew you knew the weekend was coming and you were going to a football game, and it just for a lot of people that hasn't been there. So I think that has to mean something to the players as well. I think it has to be drilled into them that this is a massive moment, yeah. you know, atmosphere wise. Okay. 2000 people is not a lot in a stadium um, of the size, you know, you'd look to the Arsenal game and of course in midweek and you know, a 60,000 seater stadium, it's still going to be pretty 
quiet, but at least there is that there. And, and there has to be an appreciation from the players. And I think it will make some something of a difference on the pitch as well. Good, good. All right, we're going to have to move on. Uh, actually, talking of dirty Leeds, we've got... Uh, I mean, actually, he's probably the nicest Leeds fan I've ever met. I mean, how remiss of me to get somebody on the show who's a Leeds fan that we actually like. But... Uh, in a minute or two, we're going to have I'll a lot of stop to that, Chidge. I know. Well, you, you, you like him too. You've met him as well. Sure, but sure. I know you have. Because basically, funnily enough, I mean, we're going to have John McKenzie from uh, uh, All, All Stats, Aren't We? podcast on. And actually, funnily enough, the Leeds podcast, which John was on, used to follow us on a Friday night uh, at Love Sports. So we used to have a quick chat with John, and he's lovely. So I've really screwed up there. But... Before all that, massively important news because uh, we've been so uh, blessed, really, with having Ollie on, on our come on our show on the Monday Night Show and the Love Sports Show and this show over the last few years. And I've had the absolute pleasure of, of working with him uh, for Football London. He very kindly lets me write absolute garbage every week and then puts it up. God knows why they let me get away with it, but he has done, and for which I'm hugely grateful. But I'm very sad to tell you, people who have enjoyed listening to Ollie on the uh, on the Chelsea fancast, that he's he's uh, he's leaving us. He's going to sunnier, warmer climes, and he will no longer be able to be on the show. And I'm very sad about that. But I'm very happy for Ollie that he's got a lovely opportunity for him. Ollie, we're so sorry to see you go, but thank you, mate. Yeah, no, thank you guys for for having me. Ever since the um, the early days, well, 2017, I think was would have been it the first was, time yeah, I was on, yeah, and. Yeah. I remember the first show I did on the Monday night, I did it from the office um, back when in Canary Wharf and I was working there. And I remember running around the office because there was a cleaner. Um, <laughs> I, I remember stayed that. behind. I yeah, stayed behind yeah, yeah. in the office and I was walking around the office to avoid the cleaner um, on, I think, the fifth, uh, the 26th floor, of, I think it might have been, of Canary <laughs> Wharf. That was my first show. Um I've, you know, I've taken it a little bit more casual from then. I've, I've started coming home first before I start. But no, th- thanks, guys, for the opportunity no, to be on uh, so does, often. And it's, it's does always this great prevent you from you. coming from not Zooming to do us? Well, your, we, we can always, call? I mean, it's probably about, uh, what, two o'clock in the morning out there at the moment. So, you uh, know, if, maybe if I'm coming back from a night out or uh, something like that, maybe, <laughs> maybe you might you might not want me on then. Ollie, to be fair, but, you're uh, always you're always welcome, mate. <laughs> thanks but for I'll tell you what, as, as a token of our esteem, I'm sorry I'm having to do this virtually, but I will grab your address and I'll ping it out to you and pronto because I gather you're off like at the end of next week. But Very I thought soon, it'd be yeah. really nice if we gave you one of these. Can you can you see that? There you oh. go. Because you would have you would have stared at the real one of yes, those absolutely. for many a day whilst you've been covering Chelsea at. Uh, uh, at Stamford Bridge, but it's a signed mini Kerry Dixon banner, and I will I will stick that in the post to you. Thank to say, you very much, mate. That's thank you, thank you for your fantastic contributions to You've our been show. Brilliant, brilliant. Say, thank you years. for having me. And, there uh, you go. In the future, hopefully, I'll be back on. We, you're welcome at any time you like. You know that, mate. But anyway, bon voyage, much. and thank you so much again. Been it's been a real pleasure working Cheers, with you, gents. Thanks very much. Cheers. Thank you very much. Brilliant. Now. Uh, we will be back in a minute uh, and we'll be speaking to John McKenzie from, uh, well, I can never remember what he calls his bloody podcast. All stats, aren't we? See, Yorkshire people, they don't speak proper English like we do. All stats, aren't we? Exactly. See, All right. See you in a minute. We will see you in a minute. Real fans, real opinions. I'm Jason Cundy and you're listening to the Chelsea Football Fancast. Proper Chelsea. Right, welcome uh, back to the Chelsea Fancast preview show uh, with me, Jonathan Kidd. With you, Jonathan Kidd. No, with, with you, me, comma then, Jonathan no, Kidd. Right, sorry, I misunderstood. Yeah, okay, right. Well, people, people listening may have misunderstood that themselves, Chidge, because you didn't. You were lied. You didn't leave a gap. You know. <laughs> All right, finished. Yeah, okay. Thank okay, you. Yeah. Jonathan uh, Kidd. Hello, everybody. Yeah, lovely well to be on. Exactly. And, uh, of course, the lovely Dan Silves. Good evening. No, no, no worries about the introduction. That was perfect. There we go. <laughs> uh, now, uh, it is, of course, it's time, it's time, of course, for uh, the, uh, the view from the other side of the fence. Indeed, it is time for this. The Opposition View. And uh, on the opposition view tonight, uh, an old mate of ours, because, of course, uh, as I was saying earlier, you know, we, uh, we, we used to cross paths every Friday night. Love sport, didn't we, John? We did indeed. 
And what I should no, have said, didn't. well, I, I'm very well. What I should have said, of course, is John McKenzie from uh, All Stats, aren't we? There it you is. go. Proper introduction. I'm very much here. Good. I'm just confused. Who am I talking to? Is this is this Dave Chidgey or no, is this Jonathan, Jonathan Kidd? Kidd? It's Jonathan oh, Kidd. Okay, That's right. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, it's good to see you, John. Um, we are so excited for this game tomorrow. I mean, I think it's a really cruel twist of fate. Of, I mean, I know we've got 2,000 people back uh, in the stadium tomorrow, but, you know, when the fixture list came out, this whole week would have been the week that every Chelsea fan would have highlighted. Saturday at home against Spurs, followed by... Saturday at home against Leeds. It doesn't get much better that, than that for us. We can release an entire decade's worth of anger and frustration in in the space, of, you know, in, in in two lots of ninety minutes. So you know how much we love playing against you lot. But what what does the rivalry mean to you as a Leeds fan? Yeah, it's an interesting question. I, I, I certainly think that I'm of a, of a generation that really doesn't get the old rivalry but I think we've got a lot to thank Frank Lampard for for rekindling that because a lot of Leeds fans are really looking forward to the game tomorrow purely on the basis of you know it gives us a chance to maybe get one back over Frank after the uh, semi-final playoff semi-final against Derby so uh, yeah I, I do think that Leeds fans are really considering this probably the game that they would most like to win this season mm. but I mean you know I, 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 I totally get that there's a bit of an age thing that comes in with this and I mean you know let's be fair you know, there's a whole generation of Chelsea fans that won't have seen Chelsea mm. play Leeds. I mean, if you forget the, the the Capital One Cup match, I think it was the Capital One then. Um, but we haven't played you in the like league five since... 5-1. Was yeah. that the 5-1? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, you know, we, we haven't played you in the league since 2004. So, like with us guys, because we're all old gits, is the old git uh, fraternity of Leeds United still massively, you know, thinking this is a is a real grudge match? I think so. I think there'd be a lot of, of the older older uh, generation really looking forward to this because you know that this was the sort of match that you lived for in in the in the top division of English football for for a good long while. Um, it's certainly, I think, one of the biggest rivalries we have with the top sides. Um, obviously, Manchester United is up there, but I think I think a lot of fans would probably still consider Chelsea maybe to be the to be the other rivalry based on various things in the same way that we would consider I guess Bayern Munich to be a, yeah. a rival simply yeah. on the back of that uh, of that European Cup final so it's funny isn't it how how these sorts of like certain certain events stick out in the collective memory mm. and history of fan fan bases and sort of make these things into really meaning meaning laden uh, events so mm. I'm well, sure my- there'll be a lot of that tomorrow. My memory is not collective. My memory is personal. <laughs> yeah. and, and I don't want to play you. I think you deserve to be in the second division for the rest of your life. <laughs> and in fact, John, boo! John, 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 to put this into context, uh, Jonathan also said that he doesn't think that Tammy Abraham should play again ever. Oh, wow. You know, so he... he, he... you root four goals. Yeah, so she's just trying to paint me here as an eccentric. Well, I don't have to paint <laughs> you as one. An eccentric I'm just very, very old. Jonathan, you walk <laughs> around old. with a sandwich board on saying I'm an eccentric, <laughs> mate. I don't have to try at all, you know. I think actually what I can say, though, that this evening, Jonathan is well and truly riled up. And I think it is down to the fact that, that we're playing Leeds tomorrow. John, um, here's a, a moving off the rivalry thing. I mean, you know, you're back in the Premier League. Uh, many would say where you belong. Um, I would I would include myself in that actually, but how you know how you know how pleased are you with the season so far? Yeah, it's been great. It's um, obviously we've since Marcelo Bielsa came along that these are the sorts of games that we've really been wanting to to sort of test our metal in. Um, we we as Leeds fans are all fully aware of how uh, exciting the football that he plays is. And the opportunity to play against clubs in the top division of English football is just is has been really great um, for the fan base. And I think we've really lit up the league. We've, we've had some real humdingers of, of games in there and um, it's, you know, the chance to see you. It's funny because it's been 16 years since I've been able to watch Leeds in the Premier League until this season. And just the, the, opportunity to watch your team play against the best that the country's uh, football league has to offer is is great so um i i've i've thoroughly enjoyed the the season so far and i think we've really acquitted ourselves quite well uh, on top of that mm. in terms of the team you, who's who's like your general who's your most important player that kind of would dictate Bamford. Bamford. no <laughs> <laughs> i mean yeah, in terms of like you know you see like you know for example like you know who, who who's your main man who's the one that everything's going to go through that's mad mm. to watch for you guys because quite a lot of the squad is, is a team that got you promoted, isn't it? With a couple yeah. of additions. Yeah, of course. I think in terms of 
the 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 player who maybe goes under the radar quite a bit is Mateus Click, although I think a lot of people have been impressed with how he's um, uh, just fitted in in the Premier League quite comfortably. Uh, but he's really important insofar as he plays in the midfield. He has he has a lot of both defensive and attacking work to do. He's probably one of our more creative players, um, and uh, you know he's one of the one of these players who. Um, doesn't ever really look fancy, but you know everything that he does is is really pivotal to everything that that we do on on the field. And uh, he's just a brilliant decision maker, a brilliant um, uh, tactician as well. So obviously works well in the Bielsa side. Beyond that, we have players. I mean, Ilan Melier, our goalkeeper, has been remarkable so far this season. Um, he if he has a good game, it can make, it will make a big difference. He looks about uh, tomorrow, doesn't he? <laughs> he does, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, he's been he's been brilliant. Um, Luke Ayling, our right back, is really important in progressing mm-hmm. ball progression for us. Um, again, a, a player who we picked up from from basically you know out of nowhere, Bristol Bristol City. Spent time at Yeovil, was an Arsenal uh, academy reject basically, and he's become one of the best fullbacks in the in the Premier League under Bielsa. So, and then maybe maybe a, a a bit of a mention for Rafinha, our new winger who's come in from Ren um, and looks like a really exciting player as well. And Bamford, of course. And Bamford, well, of course, Bamford. Yeah. You, you, we all, we all may laugh about Bamford, who never really oh, ever got no. a chance, ever got a chance with Chelsea. But I actually did a podcast at the beginning of the season with a whole load of different supporters from different clubs, and one of whom was a Leeds uh, fan, and we were all talking about who who we thought would be the the league's top scorer. And he said Patrick Bamford, and I, I nearly fell off my chair in laughter, and, and <laughs> uh, you know, and then led everybody else in 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 laughter at him. And since then, Bamford's been scoring for fun, and I'm beginning to think, mm. God, am I made myself look like a complete mug here, or what? I mean, he's a much better player, though I think, than we, any of us thought he was, John. Excuse me, excuse me. Oh, uh, sorry, and Jonathan. I'm sorry, <laughs> Jonathan <laughs> thinks he should I'm, never I'm, ever play again ever. No. no? no. <laughs> I'm being misquoted here. <laughs> Sue me. Uh, yeah, and also, also translation. John, John, you'll verify this. I've always, every time we met just before before going into the uh, love sport, I've always asked, I've always used to say to you, I think Bamford's a really good player. He reminds me of his upright start. He's very Kerry Dixon like. You, you have said and that. And I was a lot, always I'm interested sure. in him. Always. So rather than tarring me with the same brush <laughs> as yourself and Dan and every other person you've spoken to, could you give me some credit here? Uh, do you know what? I, I, it's uh, shush, and I will. Uh, basically, yes, I, this is true. You you do often compare him. Uh, to carry Dick, and of course, I was being mistaken. I, I always thought you only liked Bamford because he plays the piano and the violin. He plays the violin. Yeah, exactly. I like that. <laughs> and he speaks. To... I actually got some friends. Funnily enough, I was supposed to be doing a Zoom chat before this, but I, I told them to jog on because I was doing this. But these friends of mine actually know know Patrick Bamford because they're they're from they're from uh, they live in Woking and they knew know a lot of the, the kids that went to Cobham, so they they know his family and everything, and they say that he's he really is a lovely guy. Um, John, here's a question for you: Is uh, Bielsa a mad genius and is there method in his madness he's certainly a genius um, I'll, I'll give him that it, it's funny at the moment I'm I'm writing a book about Marcelo Bielsa and part of the reason why I'm writing a book about Marcelo Bielsa is that he's a someone who doesn't really talk about himself very much he's someone who only gives press interviews it in post and um, pre-match press conferences that's basically the only way you can really find out things from him other than uh, indirectly from other people as well and I think this has it's led to a, a real sort of um, uh, mystique about him um, there's lots of anecdotal stories that sort of do the rounds whenever people talk about him um, but yeah I, I, in terms of his whether or not he's mad I suppose that what I find so interesting about him is that he he himself doesn't consider himself to be mad he, he he's he's everybody everything else. that he does yeah exactly yeah and um yeah there's the famous there's the famous quote about you know everyone's considered mad until people realize how how successful their methods are um and i, I think that's it, it basically comes down to that he has he has a really remarkable method and um i think a lot of people regardless of how unusual they may think that he is when they see the results of of what it is that he does then it's hard to uh, claim that he's anything other than a genius Mm. Does he um does he actually speak English? Because obviously I know like Will Pochettino first came, he has the interpreter. Does he actually speak English to the players, or does he communicate through his assistant coaches and so on? He doesn't speak English, as far as I'm aware. In yeah. so far as he will always use an interpreter to talk to people, but he definitely understands English. And you get these weird um, 
situations in press conferences when it will say something the the translator will translate it and he'll he'll disagree with the translation that's used yeah. so he 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 definitely knows but i think i think for him it just comes down to the fact that he's just much more comfortable at clarifying himself obviously in spanish yeah. and so he would much rather make sure that he's saying what he knows to be clear and then relying on someone who maybe has a better grasp of english yeah. to to then communicate apparently sorry dan go on I was going to say, yeah, because obviously they play such high intensity. Do they do they last 90 minutes or do you find by like 80th minute they just they tend to flag a little bit? I mean, have you let in a lot of late goals? Because obviously I know in the first first season now, I think the league's tired towards the end, didn't they? Because of the amount of effort and energy that goes in. Do they, can they last for 90 minutes that intensity? Yeah, there's a lot of, there's again, a lot of urban myths about Leeds and, and this burn-off um, yeah. mentality that people talk about. But I've never really seen much evidence for that um we it, i'd say that the majority of the time we we play the full 90 minutes um at that the same sort of intensity and we we tend to perform better in second halves than in first halves pre precisely i think because we have the ability to to carry on going into second halves mm. this season as well like we are going to play fewer games this season than we did last season um because uh, we're out of the carabao cup um, and so even if we got to the FA Cup final, we would still play fewer games than we did last season. Eight, so eight less league games for starters. Yeah, exactly. So and also obviously that last season the schedule was wild by the by the end because of the coronavirus break. Yeah. So in many respects, this season has been remarkably laid back for us. We were we were playing like games. I mean, they've already played fifteen games, I think, in the in the championship. Yeah. Um so it's definitely going to be an easier season for us. So I can't see that being an issue really. That's a, that's a really good point, actually. just a final point on, on Bielsa, uh, John. I mean everybody Everybody that I've, you know, listened to on the radio and talking about it says he's he has an incredible command of of language. He's incredibly precise, and I think that that tallies with what you say about the fact he'd rather speak in his own language and be able to use it to full effect than use it poorly in another language. And and apparently he's an incredibly he's a very uh, compassionate and and gentlemanly type figure. Actually, it's, it's he's a fascinating character. There's no doubt about it. But my main question is, how can somebody that age squat for 90 minutes like he does? <laughs> it's tiring, isn't it? You see I it, couldn't do it think, for five. You must have quads of steel. I find it, I go to the loo so often that it's, um, <laughs> it's easier to, to maintain that position for long periods. Oh, well done, JK. Lowering the tone as always. Bless your heart. Um, listen, John, we got you tomorrow. It's a massive, massive match. I mean, obviously it is for us anyway because of the rivalry, but also, you know, if we win, we go top certainly uh, for, for 24 hours. Um, and doing a little bit of research, which I, I'm loath to do, but occasionally I've been known to do it. Um, Leeds <laughs> have got a big problem in London, haven't they? What on earth is all that about? Yeah, I think it was. Uh, I, I don't have the figures to hand, but I well, think Marcelo Bielsa has played I, nine I, times and well, lost I, I, all. I've well, got, I've lost got, seven. I've got them here, mate. Because uh, never won, never won in London under yeah. Bielsa. I think that's um, for sure. I say I've got them, and I've I've lost them. It's the rarefied actually, atmosphere. It's a bit I actually tricky. think I can I can get to get them to hand quite easily. So, isn't um, it to be with altitude? Isn't it you come down from the north? And it, it, okay, it, he's played eleven. Yeah. He's won zero. He's drawn two and lost nine. Uh, he has six goals for, eighteen goals against, eight, uh, three pens conceded, one sending off. His um, total points per game is were one point nine nine over his whole time at Leeds. And um, if you include London, then it goes down to one point eight one. So yeah, well, I've, I've got I've got Leeds have left the capital pointless after seventeen of their past 24 visits to London, right. winning once at QPR in December 2017. I remember Newcastle having a similarly weird yeah. record in, in London, but, I mean, I, I suppose there isn't... I mean, you know, you can't you can't rationalise that or make any sense out of that. These kind of weird things happen, don't they? Yeah, it's very odd, because, like, it's not even if you look at the teams that we played in, in London that they were, like, up there amongst... I mean, we, we lost to Charlton Athletic uh, in London and then beat them four nil or five nil at the end of last season in the return leg and this seems like qpr um who of course has a lot of problems uh away from home it, it it it's not even like the you know the championship sides in london are particularly impressive so no. um whether or not it's simply the the um the reality of traveling down overnight a long distance staying over but it wouldn't seem warmer. to make much yeah a bit warmer, isn't it, a bit warmer yeah maybe it would maybe there's a Maybe there's an altitude change or something. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe. All right, mate. How's it going to go tomorrow then? Yeah, I'd you know, look. You look at the Chelsea side, and you're so front loaded. So like your your front five are just a terrifying prospect. Mm. Um, 
I'm I'm still I still remain a little bit unconvinced about Frank Lampard as a tactician. But when you have that amount of players that can cause moments, I, I you know there's not many Leeds fans who are feeling particularly positive about our chances tomorrow. So um, I suspect that we will give you a good game. Uh, I suspect we will make you work hard for the win. Um, but you know we, we've had a couple of games where we've lost 4-1 and I could see it going that way just as well so uh, I just hope that we go go down there and, and give a good account of ourselves really mm, Okay, go on, stick your neck out on a score prediction uh, I'll say 2-0 Chelsea 2-0 Chelsea, okay obviously I hope that that does not come to pass uh, <laughs> but uh, it's, it, I have to say John, it's lovely to see you apart from anything else we kind of miss yeah. the old love sport days yeah, it was lovely catching up with you guys briefly in between our shows on Friday nights, I must say. It was, yeah. And uh, and uh, quick shout out for your pod, All Stats, aren't we? Yeah, we, we focus on uh, the sort of tactics and stats side of things, um, filling a niche that wasn't really there for the Leeds United market. So if you if you do, if that sounds interesting to anyone, um, we are, best best place to go is our Twitter, at All Stats, aren't we? And all of our stuff goes up there. And you, you do a lot of writing as well, don't you, John? Yeah, I've, I'm doing quite a bit of writing at the moment. Actually, I've dropped um, a, a bit of my freelance work down to try and get this book done that I mentioned. Mm. So I'm working on a book on Marcelo Bielsa, sort of uh, biographical essays, really. Not It's not really a, a full biography because there's, those are available and you can get them, but just using aspects of his life to because he's such a fascinating guy that um, there's there's so much he can talk about that he opens up lots of debates and, and discussions. So, yeah, that, that's hopefully going to be done in the next six months or so. Brilliant. So John, John, are you typically savvy about um, other teams as well do you find yourself being able to analyze what's going on between other teams or is it, is it only leads you're interested in so we focus on we focus on leads but we do a lot of um preview work for for games so before a uh, leads games we will will watch a lot of uh, the the team that we're playing in in quite a lot of detail so we do we do um we have a lot of people who follow us to see what we say about their te- their teams when we when we're about to play them. We could get him in and ask him what the tactics going to be for five minutes, so we see him again rather than once twice a year. So you uh, never know. You never know. <laughs> you never know. Well, we may well see him again, of course, when it's the uh, the return fixture at Ellen Road, actually. But we shall see. John, uh, as I said, lovely to see you, mate. Glad to see you looking so well. I mean, I kind of will wish you kind of luck for tomorrow, but you you know that that's a bit disingenuous. But um, hopefully we will see you again later in the season. But until then, take care, mate. Thanks for coming on. Lovely. Yeah, it's great to see you guys. Good to see you. Lovely yeah, good to see you. Take care. But John, boo! <laughs> Brilliant. We will be back in a minute and then we're going to give you our version of events. So don't go away. Real fans, real opinions. I'm Jason Cundy and you're listening to the Chelsea Football Fancast. Up the Chelsea. Footballfancast.com Okay, welcome back. This is, of course, the Chelsea Fancast's Friday night preview show. And uh, with me, Stamford Chidge, him over there, Jonathan Kidd. Oh, thanks for the pause, Chidge. Good. Thanks for uh, the pause. Right. <laughs> I know, I'm learning. And, uh, of course, the, the lovely Dan Silver. So we're Hello. back. And, then, and, uh, and as Genesis once said, Jonathan, and then there were three. Yes. So there you go. Yes, yes. Good album. Now, are you going to follow me or shall I follow you? That was a really clever joke, and you just didn't get it, did you? Oh, I got it. Sorry, sorry. I was just concentrating. I've just been rejected for an application on the internet. So. Oh, dear. Um, yeah, what's, very clever. What's, what's yeah. it, the mo- yeah, I know. The moment's gone. You. The moment's gone. It's, no, it hasn't. It's, I can no, still. I can no, retrieve it. Too late. I'm offended. I'm offended. Oh, okay. you, you might as well have thrown a big ball of tumbleweed at me. No, 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 no. Anyway, look, we've had a good, we've had a lot of fun tonight. We've had Ollie Harbord on in, in the first part, uh, giving his wit and wisdom to us. Uh, we've had the lovely John McKenzie from All Stats, aren't we, to give the Leeds perspective on the massive, massive match tomorrow. And now it's our turn. Um, and I thought we would, we would uh, start this off with a bit of a, a wander down memory lane because there are so many, there. I mean, there are so many great. Chelsea Leeds fixtures down down the years. I've picked out some recent ones actually myself, but feel free to lob in a few of your own personal favourites. But um, I tell you what, the the one I really remember beautifully is 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 two thousand and three because of Ida's goal. 
that overhead kick. Uh, I was in the West End that day, bizarrely, so I had a wonderful, wonderful view of it. And and because I was down that end as well in the 3-2. That always really stands out for me. That was in, I think, January 2003. Uh, And I do really remember the the 2004 match when uh, uh, Ranieri's last match. I mean, I, I clearly remember it mainly for that, but also for deluding myself into thinking that we'd sent them down. Uh, and then the third one is actually one that I wasn't at, but one of the one of the probably many matches, if the truth are to be told, I like to say one of the few matches, but it's probably not true, that I really regret not going to. And that was the uh, Capital One Cup match up there in 2012 under Rafa Benitez. Uh, but we won 5-1, but it was a proper old school, naughty, naughty, naughty match. All of Chelsea's naughty old lot uh, turned up in force. It was there was lots of naughtiness going around everywhere. There was a lot of shuttling, kettling, getting them, sending everybody off at Wakefield. But it, there's some. I will put this up actually with the picture for the. You know, I always put a picture up with the show when I when I publish it. Uh, but there's a lovely picture of the Leeds fans in the away end, and it was a miserable, cold, misty Yorkshire night. And you just see this sea of very angry-looking, animated-looking Chelsea fans. A lot of bald heads on display. But there was a mist around them. And it looked like, it looked like a scene out of Les Miserables, Dan. It was just <laughs> nuts. Yeah. And, I, and I think that's... I mean, and I, the stories I have of all sorts of... From Marco made a video about it, I think. There's some brilliant stories. And, I, and that really, you know... And to hammer them 5-1 as well. I think even Torres scored, but... You know, a great memory, even though I wasn't there, and I really regret not going. But I bet you two have got a few good uh, matches yes, to mean, call up. I mean, depending if we're going back a long way to um, '84, mm. we, beat, we beat them five 0 at the end of the season. I think uh, Kerry just has got a hat trick. Pitch invasion. Yeah, five 0 Canner's got a goal. Mickey Thomas. That was that was. I think that was the day we won the title. Mm. I think or we got promoted. I can't remember which one it was. So after, after Grimsby, wasn't Glorious. it? Yeah, twenty eighth. Yeah, it was really. It was just a fantastic game. We absolutely battered. I seem to remember really clearly. We had orange goal nets. But I don't know. If that's that's my memory playing tricks. We had very very narrow orange goal nets, and we just absolutely destroyed them. It was a really enjoyable fight. They 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 they, uh, they destroyed the the North uh, Stand scoreboard, the new electronic scoreboard, yeah. didn't they that day? Bastards. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think it deserved it. Really it you think it deserved it? The, uh... You liked it with the little goal celebrators, the little animated goal people. Yeah, but I think it had run its course. I think we were looking for different um, different uh, animations yeah. after that. I think. It was a bit like Snake on the Nokia, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah it yeah, was. Definitely. Exactly. exactly. If... Um, I, that game for me was a, a memory, but the. Um, the uh, and I was at the, the 5 1, and in fact, I was so keen to get to the 5 1 that uh, I, I was working and I had to get a late train. And I got there with um, 20 minutes of the first half having uh, having already been played. And I found it really difficult to get in the ground. I kept saying, I've got a ticket, let me in, let me in. But um, uh, they kept saying, no, it can't come in here, lad. You know, this is, it's, it's, this is the away end. I said, yes, I'm coming. I've got a ticket. I've come for the way in. And I was wearing a suit and uh, because I'd been, I'd been up for a casting or something. And, uh, and I got in and it was, the atmosphere was completely phenomenal. And... Uh, we were kept in at the end and I took video of all of it well, on my phone, obviously, but I took of, it was just the, 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 the camaraderie of everybody wedged in for the last 20 minutes and singing all the, even I sang, even though I don't, you couldn't not. It was just absolutely brilliant. Jimmy brilliant Savile, thing. he's one he's of one your own. own. <laughs> yeah. But also, no, we're not allowed to say that, are we? But also the 5-1 <laughs> was great. It was so great. But then, I bizarrely, one of the other games I remember is when we drew nil-nil and um, uh, it was O'Leary's um, lot. And he, I, I watched him come off with the nil. They were singing. Uh, they had two players sent off and we failed to score. And they were singing... Um, uh, nil nil, and we only had we only had nine or something. What it was, nil, I can't remember the, the tune that would go to, but that was what they were singing. And then at the end, um, uh, poor old Deschamps, um, just just adding to his his hatred of playing in the Premier League. Um, O'Leary went up to him to shake him by the hand, and as Deschamps offered his hand, O'Leary took his hand away and thumbed his nose at him. And, uh, Your and that, father stank of yeah, elderberries. Yeah, yes, exactly. But it, <laughs> it sort of summed O'Leary up for me more than Deschamps, yeah, which twat. is the, I'm yeah, complete twat. Yeah. There he is offering his hand at the end of the yeah. game, and Deschamps, um, obviously in the end to become a you know a, a great player, and uh, 
uh, and then to become manager of France is has his has his his hand rejected and he thumbs his nose at him. Oh God! Anyway, obviously, but the other games that I remember, I'm afraid I've watched Chelsea Leeds far too often, where they have behaved appallingly on the pitch, and I cannot rid myself of that. Well, that and that even extends to modern day. I mean, I, I funnily enough, I was flicking through uh, the, the the picture library I use to find some pictures for later. Uh, and I started from, I thought they, I wonder if they've got any really, really old ones and they don't, they all start in the nineties, but it was really interesting to see how many pictures there were of players being stretched off, players sent <laughs> off, players <laughs> injured, you know, Lasso got clattered. I mean, all sorts of, I mean, so even now, I, I mean, I, it'll be interesting to see what happens tomorrow. I suspect that the, the rivalry that we all know and love has dissipated somewhat with that, that, that big kind of time gap. So yeah. I suspect that, that unlike Chelsea Spurs, which always has a propensity to get violent, I'm delighted to say, uh, I can't see that happening really anymore with Leeds. I, I don't think they're going to kick lumps out of each other at all, but there you go. Um, He's a very different manager, isn't he, Bielsa, to anything that, that would... It doesn't evolve into that kind of thing with with his, his philosophy as no, far as I'm and I, I think Frank wouldn't encourage that either. But uh, I just don't... I think the steam's gone out of it uh, because of that. Now, let, let's get into the football because I think there's some very... In, Dan being Dan has already... Uh, I was going to say fingered it, which sounds very wrong, <laughs> but he's kind of pointed this out. He's pointed this out because he's he, Dan's always on top of the tactics. But that's kind of where I've started, really, because I do think that Frank has got um, a decision to make with Ollie because he, you know, he he was so good uh, against uh, uh, Severe in the week, and he perhaps should have got more time against Spurs. He perhaps, had he been on, would have put some of those crosses away. So I, de- I definitely think. He has to be in the equation. And I have broken it down thusly for you, because I'm all heart, obviously. Um, if they play Ollie, then I think that they can exploit Leeds' undoubted uh, weakness, uh, you know, aerially. They, I, I, I've got the, the stats. Stupidly, I'm on the wrong page. But um, I know that they've got an issue uh, with stats. I need to like start thumbing these because I got so much flaming information here. I can never find we've, it. We've I think they've got the and thumbing. We've here we go. Had. Yeah, here we go. Only Sheffield United and Leicester have conceded more goals from set plays this season than Leeds, and a lot of those are aerial. So there's a weakness there that Ollie, James, and Chilwell could exploit. However, Tammy or Werner doesn't matter which really because they're both quick. Could absolutely explore their high line. Leeds play with a very high line and they don't bother with an offside trap. And they throw people forward with abandon and they could be caught on the break with a really fast nippy striker as in Werner or even Tamiya Abraham. And also, if we play Havertz tomorrow, which I sincerely hope we do because I think he's hopefully now back to fitness, um, he's the kind of player who can ping a 30-40 yard ball to feet or on the run and unlock that as well. So I think Frank has got a decision to make, whether it's Ollie or Werner or Tammy, Dan. Yeah, I think I think, so. I think midfield three will be Mount, Kante and Havertz. Mount and um, Kante will be the pressure to get the ball back over to Havertz. And then he's, we need pace in the team. So if he's got Pulisic, who's fast, you've got Ziyech, who's fast, you've got Werner, who's fast. That's a, you know, if we get th- you know, three against two or whatever... I really fancy our chances. It's not. It's not the game for Giroud tomorrow. I also just don't think ninety minutes plus travelling. He's got. He's got that in his legs to do yeah, another. That's my another worry. Game. Yeah. Particularly with the way leagues play, the intensity they play. I think he's going to want the Timo will play. I don't think Tammy will play. I think Timo will come down the middle. Yeah, with I agree. And Ziyech on the wings. Well, that's what we hope. I think we hope that'll happen. I, I think thought he'll do that. had moments when actually he looked pretty good during the week. Yeah, when he nearly scored in the first half when he did that yeah. turn. And then I think we'll go back to normal back four. It'll be Thiago Silva. Um, Zuma, uh, Chilwell, and Reese James. Well, yeah. I'm, I'm hope. Well, I, I think the the back five is nailed on, isn't it? Yeah. Kante is nailed on. Mount yeah. is nailed on. The other issue is, will it be Kovacic or Havertz? And I think that will depend on genuinely how 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 recovered Havertz is now. Well, he came off quite early, didn't he, on Wednesday night? I think the COVID's hit him a lot harder than yeah. people have realised. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, he had I mean, a very good run, didn't he, for the first goal? It was he, yeah. the uh, beautiful, wasn't it? I mean, impetus in the pass. He, he plays those passes beautifully. But yeah. I, I agree completely, Dan. I, I think um, I think he'll play. Uh, well, we hope he'll play Pulisic, Werner, and Zayesh. I think he will because Pulisic. Well, the fact the fact he made those substitutions 
might be an indication to what he's thinking for Saturday because he did give he could have given Pulisic 19 minutes to get fit, but maybe he thought you know what I want Christian on on the weekend. And then he plays uh, Giroud against Krasnodar and he scores six. Yeah, I think this is it's a squad game. It's not a team game anymore. Yeah. I think I think you know we got who have we got after Leeds. I can't remember. Krasnodar. Then the league. Everton, isn't it? Yeah. Everton's more of a Giroud sort of game, I think. Yeah, possibly. that'll be a tough game too, I think. Yeah, although they, I don't know about Everton. They start, they, they flattered. I know some yeah. way off time. They flattered the seat. Terrible but... second half against Fulham. I and, watched. Yeah, that. And, and, really the, and they lost to Leeds last week. Yeah, yeah. I, I think we we'll, we we'll, we'll want a quick, pacey team with a bit of solidity that Mount and Canto um, give us. I, I really, I really hope that. I mean, I, I think actually, and we should mention this in dispatches that Kovacic was excellent against oh, excellent. Uh, Sevilla excellent. and also against Spurs the week before. Yeah, you know? yeah he's, he's a quality player. I really, really like him. What are the chances of, of us being right? We, we seem not to be able to pick the side every time. We get we like come. nine out of 11. Yeah, we get nine out of 11 every well, time. I, I, think, I, think, I think that's a really good point, JK. And the reality is, I think we all know in our hearts what Chelsea's best team is. And it's Mendy, Chilwell, Silva, Zuma, James... Kante, Mount, Havertz, uh, Ziyech, Werner, Pulisic. I would Pulisic. say that is Chelsea's yeah, best eleven. Agreed. But I think so. We would naturally, I think, nearly always, apart from I think today, interesting discussion about you know who would be more suitable. And I think that's absolutely valid. And I do think it, you need to play horses for courses occasionally. But I think the thing that we don't know, um, I mean, Frank's a great manager for he'll pick who he thinks is doing it in training. But also, what we're not aware of is how much this is taking out of the players and how much they do need rest and how much they do need rotating. And there's no way in God's earth we know that unless we're on the training pitch. Well, I think the beauty is that he can, because we've got a, a dead rubber midweek, he can put out a strongest team yeah. today, team again. make Absolutely. wholesale changes midweek yeah. and rest them. So I think yeah. I, I wouldn't be surprised on um, midweek that we see a completely different eleven. Wouldn't yeah. surprise me if Gilmore gets a go. Actually, yeah, nailed on. I think Jake. Yeah, I think we we'll have. A, I think we we'll have a completely different eleven, which gives you know the players will get a couple of days off to recover, and then we get go to Everton with a strong, fully fit team. Yeah, let's hope one so. Of, one of the things I like about speaking to the opposition view people is everybody each week says Frank is. A, they have doubts about Frank. They always have every single one. Who was it the other day of the Spurs fan? What's his face? Ricky. Ricky. Yeah. Ricky. Ricky had doubts Ricky. about Frank. Similarly, John's had doubts about Frank. But that's me. That's the, the that that is media. You know, you know my CFC UK. You know yeah. my CFC UK article. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's fucking gaslighting, mate. Do you know what I had that 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 prick from Talksport, Hugh Wisencroft, uh, on the radio the other day, going on about Havertz saying Havertz saying, well, he hasn't really set the world on fire, has he? Big signing for Chelsea, big reputation. He's turned out hasn't really done much. He's been fucking injured for a month, you complete <laughs> wazzock. Yeah. And then he caught then he caught COVID. I know. Yeah. He's only ten games. It's gaslighting. I, I think the fact Frank's still not unproven is the wrong word. Frank's still learning the game as well. And he, he you know I th- I think he's making the strides from the season to last is fantastic. How many you know? managers in the Premier League have beaten both Pep Guardiola and Jose, Jose. Mourinho? Twice in the first season. In the in first, first season. season, yeah. If he's, if he's inept, if he's inept tactically, that doesn't happen. No, I just say he's inept tactically. I think he's still learning the game. I think he manager. is, but that's yeah. what they're saying. They're all saying, "Oh, he's stupid." Yeah, well, exactly. Oh, yeah. All right. Listen, yeah. we did mention John, and he did he did have some interesting points. And again, you know, I, I must have had a, a really organised week because I have done I've done a bit of homework this week, guys. I know it's shocking, no. isn't it? I know I have. But here's the thing about Leeds: they've got. I think that the nobody nobody in the Premier League has put in more tackles than Leeds. They're all about pressing, as we know, which is why they expire before the end of the season. But they're also all they're about all-out attack. When they launch an attack, they do it en masse. They throw a lot of players forward. They get a lot of players into the opposition box. That being the case, uh, J.K., I think they do pose a bit of a threat. I have to be honest. Well, they'll score possibly, but if they do that, I mean, I'm not convinced they will because we seem to be completely watertight at the moment. But um, all right, say they score one, I still think we'll score four. You know, I, I'm, 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 I'm completely as, as you know, I, I don't think this, this is a problem at all. This fixture, I think um, we're I've... too, we're too, we're too good for them because, yeah. they, because we'll, we'll burst in exactly the way you've been talking about, Dan. We'll burst ahead with the speed. 
you know, if he, if he wants to score another goal like we scored the other day, where Werner gets the ball and outpaces everybody and lays it off for whoever the centre forward is, or even by then it might be Zayesh, it might be Tammy, might be on whoever, they won't stand a chance. The pace is too much. Yeah. I, I, I can't. What this is an instance for me. Whatever they score, we'll score more because we'll get them on the break because we're a very classy side. And I think also, I don't think they've got particularly fast defence either. I mean, because they push up very. I mean, Ailing's solid. He's not fast. I but just, also, I, I think, think the character of the side them. is say they were to score two. I just think we'd score four. I just don't. I don't. Yeah, I think. I think. I, think I don't think it'll be comfortable. I, th I think we'll win. I mean, I th the way we're defending now, the way you know, Frank will know how, how Bielsa plays. He would have. You know, learn them when you play for Derby County. Yeah, so you know, it's hard to deal with them. Well, Le I think... Leeds. I mean, I know it's Derby, and I know it's completely and utterly different. And um, Leeds, of course, beat Derby most of the time, apart from when it really, really mattered. Yeah, in and the semi final, Road had won four. Was it four one or something? Yeah. after and losing the first leg, so... Mason Mount scored a cracker. I recall. Yeah, I, th I, th I think Leeds are a decent side. They only play one way. I think I think we'll have too much for them. Just just mm. in terms of experience and quality in going forward well very quickly very quickly before we nail our colors to the mast um I, i've got to ask this i i'm convinced about this in fact i might even put a bet on it actually but i'm convinced that patrick bamford bamford is going to score against us tomorrow jk would you agree with that no 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 i'm with, J I'm with jk i think i think we'll go to i will go we'll go to neil I think I don't think we'll let anything in. I, I think he'll score, and I'm going to put money on it myself. I think I think this is going to be a humdinger. I have to say this is not going to be because well, I actually thought Chelsea Spurs would be some goals, but clearly I didn't read the runes on that one. But I think there will be, and I think we're I think we're going to win four two. Jk. Okay, that's that's good, Chidge. Good, yeah, Because yeah. I think I there'll think be goals. Win, I think we're going to win three nil. Three nil. So me four two, you three nil, Dan. I was going to agree with Jake. I was going to say 3 0 as well. 3 0. It'll be comfortable. I think we'll comfortably win it and we'll go to the of the gas in the 70th minute because we've got the game all won. Yeah. I'm loving the confidence, boys. Uh, Right, I think that's about it for us, really. Um, we're all we're all looking quite and feeling quite. Bo I mean, I am I am definitely feeling confident. I, I spoke to Jason Cundy and Adam Catman on Talksport very early this morning and said that I felt quite quite confident about this because I think I think Chelsea are on such a crest of a wave at the moment. And I think, I think, do not underestimate how important that massive win against Sevilla was in midweek because effectively it was our B team, you know. So everybody's going to be feeling really pumped, you know, that the dirt track has pulled out a really good result. Oli Giroud got four. I think there's going to be, there's a lot of confidence in the squad, a lot of happiness, crest of a wave. I think Leeds are going to have to really pull out something special to get a result tomorrow. And I don't see it happening. So there you go. Right, we should go. Uh, Mixler people, as always, lovely to see so many of you in here with us. Uh, I've been reading your comments. I haven't shouted any of them out, but I have been reading them. It's been good to see you in there. Uh, we will be back, uh, well, me and JK will be back on Monday with, would you believe, JK, we've got Mark Worrell and Mark Meehan uh, with That's us. Royalty. Well, royalty. not yes, royalty, but also because I thought, who has probably seen more Chelsea Leeds games uh, of all the fan casters that I know apart from JK and it would be Marco and it would be Mark Meehan and I thought I'd give him a special treat and let them come on so they're on with me and JK on Monday uh, we'll obviously be looking back at the Leeds match and we'll be looking ahead to the Krasnodar uh, match on Tuesday now um, I think uh, well, I'm going to say the cheerio but I, I think it, it's absolutely behoven upon us all to sing ourselves out tonight with in time-honoured fashion when it comes to Leeds so when I've done my Up the Chels, I want a nice rousing rendition of We All Hate Leeds and Leeds and Leeds, yes? Before we do that, I was asked to sing a, a, a song um, that somebody had written, which I just, to the tune of um, Time After Time by Cindy Lauper. Uh, uh, if you're lost, you can look and you will find them, Timo and Kai. If you're needing a goal, just look for the Germans, Timo and Kai. Timo and Kai. I like that. Who, who did Could that? Have... Who, who was wrote that? Uh, I can't remember. Oh, bloody hell. <laughs> bloody hell. All right, let's go. Uh, everybody... I'll, find it. I'll, I'll do it. I'll tell you on Monday. All right. Anyway, okay. thank you, everybody, for listening, as always. been great fun, as always, this week. We will see you on Monday. Until then, keep it blue, keep it carefree, and keep it Chelsea. Up the Chelsea! We all hate Leeds and 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 Le
Way old fucking Ainkley Ainkley Podcasts, die wir lieben. Es ist nicht alles gay, was glänzt. Oder doch? Das klären wir jetzt in Busenfreundin, der Podcast. Hey Leute, mein Name ist Ricarda. Ich bin Comedy-Autorin und die Stimme des LGBTIQ-Podcasts Busenfreundin. Und ich treffe jede Woche spannende Menschen und spreche mit ihnen über alles, was die queere Szene bewegt. Bei Busenfreundin gibt es Unterhaltung gepaart mit Haltung. Oft. Also nicht immer. Denn manchmal schweife ich auch ab, zum Beispiel mit Leuten wie Riccardo Simonetti, Sarah Kuttner und vielen, vielen mehr. Also schaltet jetzt ein zu Busenfreundin, eurem Lieblings-LGBTIQ-Infotainment-Podcast. Bei Acast finden die besten Podcasts aus aller Welt ein Zuhause. Abonniere diese Show oder finde weitere spannende Podcasts bei Acast oder wo immer du Podcasts hörst. 